now for your listening pleasure, here's Polizzi and Rose, covering the week of media, marketing, and digital content news. This old marketing. Take it away, boys. Well, hello, my friends. This is Robert Rose, and welcome to episode number 380 of This Old Marketing for Friday, June 16th. Well, it's 2023, isn't it? And with me, as always, my pal, my colleague, my really, really good friend, and a guy who definitely won't be taking Pat Sajak's place as host of Wheel of Fortune, Mr. Joe Polizzi. How are you, my friend? I don't get the reference. First of all, I thought this was 390. Is this 380? 390. Oh my God. Did I say 380? I think you said 380, which is fine. No, uh, if we want to go back into the past. Hold on. No, it's 380. Don't, is it 380? It's 380. Why do I think it's 390? I don't know why you would think it's 390. Probably because I wrote in the notes that it was 390. <laughs> it is this 380. Is, we're losing it, folks. Yeah. We're, and and thank you for the glorious new background to our so again, it's a podcast it and people aren't yeah. getting it. And we're on YouTube now, too. Right. This is our fourth. So the reason video. for you to go check us out on YouTube as well, because now we have the glorious, wonderful little background. Although, and it worked, by the way, say, when we mentioned it. We mentioned yeah. uh, that and we had like four people subscribe to our YouTube channel. Very exciting. Very exciting. All four of you. Thank you. I don't I get say, the. Tell me about the Pat Sajak thing. So I've been under a rock. What's going on? You, okay. So I'm assuming you know what Wheel of Fortune is. Yes. I mean, you, you, I don't you disappoint yes. me here. Vanna okay. White, the whole thing. Yes. I yeah. Know that. They, there you go. So Pat Sajak has been the host really since, gosh, 40, 40 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and continuous host for 40 years. Not like he went away or anything. Um, and he's retiring. He is retiring from wow. uh, the Wheel of Fortune. So this, it's either this season or next season will be his last. I didn't so, know that Pat Sajak was a human being. I thought he was a robot. Well, it is. He 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 does have a bit of the Dick Clark sort of fountain of youth thing. It's like the guy amazing. Never, yeah, he's he's. It's remarkable. There were a couple years in there where he was looking younger and younger and younger. I don't know how that happened. I don't. It's a mystery. Yeah. As to how he would look younger, but he did. Yeah. What's he going to do? I, I, th- that I don't know. He did not tell me. Uh, he was not, uh, he was not forthcoming <laughs> did in his not. future plans. I <laughs> thought, yeah, I thought, well, I, you know, he lives in LA, right? So, I mean, you, of course, you live in LA. Of course, we're I'm assuming yeah, we you're must know each other. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, he actually, he actually, I know where he lives. He lives in Beverly Hills, but of course uh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you do. That's the way it is. And you and you also wrote uh, for the Tony Awards uh, as well. This uh, d- did I a couple days? <laughs> is that ago. what I did? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, I, all right, fantastic. Did you, I'm going with that. Yeah. Did you catch York, that? I, I just I, I caught little clips of it, but it was talking about how it was a delight. People were saying it was so wonderful that it was unscripted because of the writer's strike. It was it was it was fun. I thought, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I, I was not familiar with and I'm forgetting the name of the play, the musical that won. Um, it's like uh, awkwardly somebody, uh, okay. which is an anagram of the the heroines of the the shows. Uh, but and I, I I watched the clip from that. They did the whole number from that play and they did a whole you know, they did a whole thing. I, I, I don't get it. So I thought there was a lot of other shows that were a little more 
I don't know. Uh, so it, I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I, yes, the show itself was was wonderful. Almost the unscripted nature of it, it was yeah. really fun. It was, you know, it was. And the Tonys are always nice because they focus on performances. So you actually get people singing the songs, doing mm-hmm. the numbers, you know, sort of having fun. A little with bit themselves. easier than than when exactly. you do the films and yeah. Although music. Yeah, good, well, the music shows are, have gone that way as well, right? Yeah. So the Grammys and and the American Music Awards have have sort of leaned into that sort of more performances and less speeches kind of thing. So I like I like it for that. So this Saturday we are going to, as you know, we're part of the the Broadway series in Cleveland. A lot of people don't ah, realize yes. that that there are more Broadway shows in a square mile area of Cleveland than any other place in the United States, except for <laughs> New York. I have to say that. I know I've said it on the show, but I have to. I'm, you know, I'm a Cleveland homer. Yeah. Anyways, this yeah. Saturday, we're yeah. going to see right. Moulin Rouge, a former oh, Tony Award winner. Great I'm show. Very excited. Love that well, show. I love the movie. And I loved you and McGregor. You've never seen the stage production of it. I've never seen the stage production. Have you? Yeah, I, I have. Um, and I will tell you that there are. Some of the songs that they do in the movie, they don't do. And some of the songs that are in God. the movie, they're more pronounced in the stage. Okay. Version. Um, but God, I love that music uh, that they, they did such. I mean, that whole show is I, I adore that show so much. I Both I, the stage uh, performance as well as the, the movie for different reasons. But um, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, that's I fell along. the 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 movie is so all over the place but the the songs are just so good oh it's so it, but I'm, it's I'm assuming great. that it's going to be the same even though yeah you, come you what may i know and, come and uh, what may. it's going to be oh, i hope great song they generally do uh you know they'll, they'll get somebody that sounds like a ewan mcgregor because they like to keep it but sure. I, I, you know who knows who you're going to get as the lead i'm sure they'll be amazing but every time i think of this the music from moulin rouge i have nicole kidman and you and McGregor in my head. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to be, it's kind of the well, same wait, with Hamilton. Wait like I always hear, hear a Hamilton song. I always hear Lin-Manuel <laughs> Miranda always yeah. in my head. Wait till you hear it. Some of those songs sung, I mean, look, nothing against you and McGregor or uh, Nicole Kidman, but when you hear those songs sung by like actual real professional like, Broadway, like singers, not you and McGregor, <laughs> right. right? It's that much better. It's, it's yeah it gets it gets it gets yeah it's it's awesome you're gonna have a great time yeah yeah so so what else is going well, on in- well uh, so i wanted to i wanted to get your take on this i oh. mean this you know we we were going to put it into the show flow but it's a little more it's a little more inside baseball for those who are listeners of the show now watchers of the show uh of all you know which is so the cleveland browns uh have now introduced yet again for i think the 17th or 18th time uh, a new logo uh the new dog logo as it's being called uh and it seems to be getting rave reviews this new 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 logo with all sorts of cool hidden symbols and i wanted to get your take on what <laughs> cool. you think of it as a cleveland browns fan <laughs> yes i didn't catch all the symbols i only caught a few of them beforehand and yeah. uh well the first thing i have to say i i i love it actually we should probably show it I don't know if yeah. I can find it here. Here we go. Whoop, whoop, that's not it. Whoop, there it is. So there's the new dog if yeah. you're looking. So basically, those of you listening somewhere, you can you can take a look at it and whatever. Sure. And I only noticed 
the uh, the Guardian Bridge, the Bob Hope Bridge, which is the mouth of the dog. But basically, right. there's there's eight homages, if you will, to uh, to Cleveland. And this is great because we love this because this is all we have. Like preseason, this <laughs> right. kind of stuff, we yeah, get so right. worked up. I mean, there's no other football city that gets more worked up about a logo change or anything yeah. than Cleveland because um, because once the season starts, it's sort of downhill from there. So let me ask this. How is the just taking a temperature of the, uh, of the city's mood around your quarterback and all the controversy and – all of that is that sort of died down or are people still saying I'm not going to the games and I'm sort of quietly quitting as it were, or what's, what's going on there? I, I have to, I have to say that there's not yeah. a lot of, there's not a lot of excitement going into yeah. the football season. Yeah. that's And sad. it's not that we don't. And, and for, you know, for those of you that don't know uh, you know, the whole Deshaun Watson thing and the right. giving of, lots of money more money to any quarterback than that's ever happened to a to sure, a yeah. to a controversial figure if you would that that yep. maybe doesn't have any more lawsuits we don't know with the whole massage scandal thing going on but but there there was a deflation of excitement moving and we loved baker mayfield uh regardless of whether you think he could throw or not he he was a, yep. he had the motivation he had he had sort of that cleveland chip on his shoulders yeah and we were excited about that. And then we go him because he's done. Uh, and, and my take is they ruined him because they continued to play Baker when he was hurt and it showed. Yep. So yep. whatever Baker Baker's not in the situation anymore. We bring Deshaun in and we really have this new logo to look forward to, which is very exciting <laughs> for, <laughs> for all of us. We've got great talent. There's no doubt about it. I just don't know if the belief is there yet that they can win. And Deshaun in the games that he was in, I think he played the last four or five games. Something came back week 11. Um, yeah. I haven't, I did not see the Deshaun Watson that we saw. That was the all pro Houston Texans, amazing quarterback. We didn't see that. So I would like to see it. Uh, yeah. Robert would be yeah. <laughs> said he was very excited they yeah so in the in the dog and by the way it's a secondary logo it's not the the browns logo is the orange helmet that's the main sure. logo that's all it is then yep. when yep. we've got 17 sub logos we've got a little brownie which is like right. the the cleveland browns leprechaun that we have yeah. and we've got now we've got this one which is the dog pound yeah you know browns logo and it's like it's got a little little pick to rock and roll hall of fame thing and as i said they got the bridge it's got the little thing that looks like ohio and an homage to the dog pound over here really good i love what the artist did it's a really yeah, mean looking it's very dog. cool well, yeah. but we don't know if the, that dog can win football games yet <laughs> that's what we don't know what we did you think know. of it did you we have don't. any feelings i thought it was really cool i you know from as a as a marketing person as a branding person i thought it was really well done you know it's always the sign of a great logo to me is what they what the artist does with the negative space and the symbols you know as overt as they kind of were in many ways <clears throat> you know the the symbols in many of that that the negative space creates in many logos isn't as subtle and there's whole articles that you can look at this you know the fedex logo is a great example where 
the arrow the is arrow, made you know, in, in which Vegas you don't space. see and then you now you always see once you once yeah you exactly and they yeah. in the amazon the smile you know in the logo and, and and all of those kinds of things are are i think are really interesting and and show just that that sort of attention to detail and that's what i loved about this was at its very face it looks like a dog it's not sort of weird geometric shapes it's actually looks great as a as a logo but then the negative space sort of giving you know sort of the easter eggs if you will to the local crowds and using the negative space to do that i just think was really awesome the spikes in the collar are nice because it's a good reminder that the browns used to be the greatest football team on the planet when they won (laughs) eight championships in a 15-year period or whatever the case is is yeah and they won i believe they won the last championship before the super before the merger yeah but we have not won a super bowl so a lot of people so whenever they do those here are the nfl teams that have no championships the browns are always there yeah the same thing with with the you know the cleveland indians now guardians the same thing oh haven't won a world series since 1948 thank you yeah but thanks that's why we have lebron (laughs) who brought a championship to cleveland in 2016 and there it is thank you lebron we love you there it is all right. Well, should we get to our show? Sure. Should we get Let's, to the actual yes, show? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Do yeah. we have a good show today? We do have a good show today. We've got uh, some fun things to talk about, some new launches and some uh, all sorts of weirdness and Twitter land and all sorts of things. Uh, we will start by talking about TikTok, really. I mean, it's really more about social media than anything else, but it is a new uh, of study that has come out that starts to talk about how fewer people actually now trust traditional media. Big shocker there. Uh, and But more, and this is the interesting part, are turning to TikTok for their news, which is a little scary, to be honest. A little um, scary? Jeez. Yeah. And then speaking of news, uh, Google will be launching their news. We talked about it on this show last year, uh, the news showcase where they're going to start paying news publishers for the news. And they're going to launch that actually here in the U.S. We'll talk about the launch and what that might mean for news publishing. And then we'll talk about a tweet, uh, but it's being covered by Search Engine Land. And we're going to talk about how Twitter may now or will now, depending on who you believe, start paying content creators uh, for uh, seeing ads and and those kinds of things and seeing you know what all that will be, uh, and then the last, if we get time to get to it, will be Meta and Microsoft are joining a new artificial intelligence partnership. Uh, we'll talk about what that means and that the growing sort of I don't know. There's a few of them out there, which I'll talk about my little company. Uh, we joined one uh, that the Adobe folks are sponsoring, but. Talk about what those might mean sort of in terms of uh, the AI and content creation and all those kinds of things. Then we'll get to some questions. Of course, our questions, wonderful questions and answer. And we've got a lovely one today, more of a comment really than a question. But we'll talk about what uh, what Peter has to say. And then we'll get to Rancid Raves where I will talk a little bit about, well, the Reddit blackout, the Reddit blackout that happened oh, this week. I want to hear about this. <laughs> yeah. This sounds good. And what that might mean. And and uh, spoiler alert, don't build your home on rented land, folks. Um, and then Joe will actually talk a little bit about Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a new documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why I, I just give it to Scottish all of a sudden. But yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> you go, Get to the chopper. Yes. Yeah. I don't watch episodic series, except if it's a documentary. Then I'm all in. I, I, I'm a sucker for documentaries. 
And it seems yeah. like every well, good year, documentaries are, every year older know. I get, the more documentaries I want to watch. What is it about the human condition? I don't know. That, I don't you're know. not well, that you're, way. You let's be, let's be specific. Problem. Well, let's be specific. It's your condition. It's, 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 <laughs> this condition <laughs> is specific to you. <laughs> the this is not the human condition, condition necessarily. Yes, I have. The, I have issues. This is the orange golf shirt condition is what this is. Hey, it's, um, hey, it's getting more difficult. This is my fourth different orange shirt because I want to be cognizant of my wardrobe. And I have yeah. to we have to give the people a new like you have a hat on today. <laughs> give, I don't usually see I you in a I hat. I decided to wear a hat today. Yeah, because you wore a hat last week and I was I like, did. well, I, maybe I can yeah. wear a hat. And I do yeah. often wear a hat when we were recording and not on video. I do often have a hat on. Uh, because I, as we talked about last week, I, I have my favorite baseball caps and I wear baseball caps quite a bit, yes. but, uh, yeah, I, I don't often wear them on video. And so I thought this might be fun. Yeah. Because it's, it's not like you're doing an interview. It's not like this is important. It's not like you're doing, <laughs> you're doing it's not like when you're doing an interview, I don't yeah. know how you feel, but like when I'm doing a, you know, if I got a zoom interview where they're recording the podcast or whatever, I, I always feel compelled not to wear a hat. Because it comes oh, sure. off as unprofessional. Oh, 100%. And dress well, we up. We can wear whatever we want on this yeah. show because. Dude, totally. We yeah, it's care. totally. It's business casual here for sure. And the other thing is, is that I, when I'm doing sort of an interview or something like that, I never drink coffee, but of course I'm going to be drinking coffee. But the, the other thing show. that you have, you put a new background together. So if, if you yeah. haven't seen this, go to go check out the, the YouTube video or check us out on LinkedIn. So you have this old marketing at the top. And all I yeah. see is that you are this and I am old. That's, yeah. what, <laughs> that's what I see when there I look is. at this. You won't so be able to you. see that, folks. Yes. Thank you for making sure. That and because right. you set the names the way they are, I always have to be under old and you always have to be under this. That's the way it works, my friend. Yeah, I guess so. All that right. is the way it works. Rock and roll. Am... Let's go. Go. Okay, Do let's it. get to our first story here, which is, of course, from Reuters was where we're going to actually cover this story from. And the headline here is that fewer people trust traditional media and more turn to TikTok for news, report says. Uh, the article opens up by saying the number of people globally who initially access news through a website or app has dropped by 10 points since 2018. That's amazing. And younger groups prefer to access news through social media. We've known that from studies before. Search or mobile aggregators, according to a report released on Tuesday. Audiences pay more attention to celebrities, influencers, and social media personalities than journalists on platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, and Snapchat. The Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism said in its annual digital news report, and that's a great report, by the way, folks. It's a, it's a really good report, and they've been doing it for some time. TikTok is the fastest growing social network in the report used by 20% of 18 to 24 year olds for news. That's up five percentage points from last year. Fewer than half of the survey respondents expressed much interest in news at all, down sharply from six out of 10 in 2017. And that's the amazing stat for me. There are no reasonable grounds to expect that those born in the 2000s will suddenly come to prefer old-fashioned websites, let alone broadcast and print, simply because they grow older, Reuters Institute Director Rasmus Nielsen said in the report, which is based on the online survey of roughly 94,000 adults conducted in 46 markets, including the U.S. And the article goes on to talk a little more about some of these uh, for a little bit longer. And I think it's just fascinating here. Uh, the it's it, you know what we've seen with you know the, we, we didn't cover it on the show last week. We, we certainly could. The CNN CEO is out because ratings have been sort of in the tank for them forever. 
uh, all of the news, including Fox, <clears throat> have seen declines in viewership and yep. increases in age of viewership. Right. The I think they said the average Fox News viewer was 65 or 66 years old, uh, which is that's an average. I mean, that's that's crazy. Um, it's just the young people are not watching the news on TV or in print. They are, they are not getting their news anywhere else except social media. And I think that's just a, a fascinating trend that continues to, to grow. What do you think? It it's concerning, especially because really, is it, I'm going to see Yeah. Well, when did we start having, remember when, uh, the, the, I guess it was before the 16 election, we were talking on the show about how everyone has different views because everyone sees news, different sees sure. gets their news from a different place, sees their news. We used to back in the Algorithmically day, all, fed, yeah. all watch the same news. Yeah. We were getting the same thing, whether you believe that's correct or not, that's what was. And so we were all, um, engaging in the same type of information and started to believe similar things about that's what right. was going on. Now everyone gets a different reality. And now you're telling me, which we've known is true, but it continues to grow that that reality is being sponsored by a Chinese media company. Mm. All right. And I don't want to make this political at all, but it's, it's an issue, which is why I always, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about, it's not the data. It's mm -hmm. everyone talks about TikTok and them getting the data and privacy, whatever of, you know, in this case, the United States, that's not my concern. My concern is the fact that you can shift um, the beliefs very quickly and the cultural sentiment very quickly because they they are the most powerful media company in the United States right now. Influential, I guess, to say. Maybe they don't have the most users, but from a influential, influential of the youth. I mean, so let's look at Meta. Meta has the biggest numbers, right? Meta yeah, um, shifts sure. older. Similar to what your stats were yeah. or Fox News, if you will. I was at a dance event last we were supporting some friends who had a great dance show. And I, there were a lot of grandparents there. And all those grandparents were on Facebook. It's, it's very, very clear to see that. There weren't any young people that were scrolling through, through Facebook. So anyways, <laughs> what do the younger people look at? They look at YouTube. And, and so that's the concern there. And I don't know if I'm, uh, you know, crying wolf here or, or shouting fire in the theater, if you will. But it these when I see these stats, that's the first thing I think of. And I don't know what you thought of it. But, I, you know, here's the thing. I, I, I think it's I'm, I'm always conscious of that. Uh, everybody, everybody attributes this quote to uh, Clayton Christensen. But actually, it, it's him relaying the story of a professor that he was watching. Um, and the line is basically, you may hate gravity, but gravity doesn't care. Um, and yep. it's, it's, it's basically to explain that it's, this is going to happen. This is already happening and it's going to happen. And there's the only question is what are we going to do about it? Right. So the idea here, I, you know, we've talked at great length on this show about TikTok, and, you know, it's both of its dangers as well as its benefits and how, Really, they're they're probably it probably does need or deserve to be banned, um, you know, it, with regard to something or in some way controlled. Um, but the 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 nuanced argument, the sort of opposing thought that we also need to hold in our head at the same time is so do the others. You know, just because it's from China 
doesn't necessarily mean that the others are without blame here or without danger. Um, you know, oh, yes, absolutely. Twitter, Twitter Facebook, uh, to some very limited extent, even LinkedIn, the algorithm feeds the social information vacuum. And thus, you know, you sort of it, it feeds this idea of tribal knowledge. Um, which is everybody has their own set of facts, right? To your, to your point, everybody has their own set of news. Like, and of course we've talked at great length about how media has not become about the news. In other words, it's not about what happened, but what people think about what happened, right? So if you watch any, and this includes the CNN and the Foxes and the, every other mainstream MSNBC, basically any news outlet, it is those, that media is less, much less about here's what happened and here's what's happening. Rather, it's here's four talking heads that are going to explain to you what all of this means. Like, what does the invasion of Ukraine mean? What does the, you know, who's to blame, right? What's the, and all of that is around the catastrophization of the news. In other words, how, how does it basically instill fear, uncertainty, or doubt into an audience that will click on it and watch it and be be engaged enough to want to watch more of it mm-hmm. because nobody nobody clicks and watches on just what the facts are right and i think that's the interesting thing because when we when we go back and look at news programs from the 70s and 80s you know you had you know you had you, do you remember mcneil lear report right oh yeah sure when you would watch mcneil lear report the news and i used to i used to love that show it was literally it was an hour of and this happened no commentary, no nothing. I mean, it was basically this is this is what's going on in the world. And you basically got a really good hour long view of what was going on in the world. And there was no commentary at all about it. That's gone. Right. That's just that that is just it doesn't exist anymore, even to the extent that those that are covering things, New York Times, Washington Post, you know, big newspapers that are still on paper and in primarily digital they are reporting on what's happening, but there's there is a slant of a this is what it means um, mm-hmm. for all of it because they have to they have to do that in order to get some semblance of audience. And well, so, but the other thing is yeah. it's it's not just because of that which I agree with you. It's the fact that it's cheaper. Of course, look at ESPN as a really course. good example. Great point. That's how much how much how much actual sports is on the main channel right. of ESPN? An hour a day. Yep. Two hours a day. It's all commentary. It's all three or four people getting together talking about one or two news events. It's just that's the that's the media business model that that has happened because of all the other competition around there. They can't make money from it unless they just say, OK, well, we can pay these people a little bit of money and have them throw their opinion out. Or we can spend a lot of money for the rights on something like Apple yep. just spent for her uh, Major League Soccer rights because they have. 220 billion dollars and don't know what to do with it besides buy disney but that's another story but that kind of thing i think is 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 where we're at right now so i think it's i think you make a great point and it actually reminds me very much of the thing that you know so we had a bit of a offline uh with friend and family of the show uh stephen davis who emailed both of us around something we again we could have covered on the show but didn't um how twitch is really starting to see declines in live viewership and how it might be the end of live streaming as a as a platform 
And one of the things that we talk about in that thread was the difference between live streaming things that are time-based versus the live streaming of things that can be consumed later on demand. So in other words, watching a program that has two people like us, right, talking about stuff, I can watch that whenever, right? I can, yeah. there, there's no reason for me to have to, you don't have in. to set an appointment. You watch it <laughs> exactly. when you would normally watch it or listen to but it. But the yes. Tony awards, for example, or a sporting event, for example, you have to watch in real time or you want to watch in real time, because if you don't, you will have missed the event, right? There, there is a digital scarcity to it that is time based live news used to be that, right? So in other words, the, the way that CNN or those news media outlets used to keep you hooked was it didn't exist if you didn't see it there, right? In other words, it, you couldn't, the news would not find you. So if you wanted to know about the war or what's going on in Europe or what's going on in you know, Africa or South America or someplace that's not in your local backyard, you had to tune into CNN to get the live news because you were going to miss it otherwise. But now because it is transformed into this sort of analysis of the news, I don't need to see, I don't need to see, you know, any of those newscasts live because I'll, the news will find me through my that's email, right. through my, you know, through social media, et cetera. Anything that's important will find me. And then second, because you're not telling me what's going on that I will have missed, I, I don't, I don't need to watch it. So that's why you're starting to see this decline. And the last thing I'll just cover on it. I, I just talked about it in my newsletter about the first three hours of someone's day. For most people today, the first three hours of someone's day includes they yeah. have the alarm on their phone and they whatever they say, OK, I'm going to I'm going to snooze that or I'm going to pick it up, pick up the phone. And then I already get a feed of stuff of what's yeah. going on in social right. media or I get That's a right. feed of the news, which is you should really is right there on your iPhone. That's right. Apple has it baked in with their Apple News product. And you know the and, second it breaks, right? You're getting a yeah. you're getting a push notification. New York Times breaking news: Supreme Court has ruled on X or whatever, right? Yeah, and and so all that's happening, and I don't have to believe, watch, subscribe to any news yep. outlet that's today. Right. Now I I still happen. I don't know how you get. I I still do every day. Uh, I I skim through Morning Brew and I skim through New York Times to just get all right. What is going on? And I didn't see the Pat Sajak thing. I must have missed yeah. it. I'm sure it was in there somewhere. It was. But yeah, it was, so that it, it was a New York Times breaking story. I missed it. I missed that <laughs> one. It wasn't in it. my, yeah. or I, I just glossed over whatever the case is. But yeah. That's so it. I, and so I guess the point we're making here is this is, this is only going to continue. Uh, yeah. And, and as is, so like my parents and a lot of my family, they do watch a good chunk of the, a news program. But they're in that, you know, older than 65 group of people. And anyone younger that younger yeah. than that's not doing that today. So it's yeah. killing this killing the media outlets, traditional media business model. Yep. And at the same time, we're all getting our own view of reality. Well, and so it, it segues nicely into something we can cover quickly here, which is our next story, which is speaking of the news, of course, now Google says it's now going to launch the news showcase product here in the U.S. And so that article coming to us courtesy of Axios uh, basically said Google on Thursday that it will finally debut its news showcase product in the U.S. this summer. 
years after initially launching it in other countries. This has been three uh, years. Launch- it's been like three years, yeah. right? This is a long yeah. time coming. Yeah. We talked about it. Uh, I went back and looked at our archives and we talked about it last year uh, when they said it would be coming to the U.S. within the next year. And here they've basically made good on that promise that it, the, the, the year. But it's been yeah, it's been around in Europe for for a while based on a, a number of those lawsuits uh, that happened, including in Australia and, and other things. And anyway, the sort it says the launch, which has faced multiple delays, comes as lawmakers in the U.S., way legislation that would force tech giants like Google and rival Meta to pay news publishers. California's legislature last week passed a bill that would tax tech firms for news content. It now heads to the Senate for consideration. Uh, And on the national level, a bipartisan group in Congress reintroduced a bill to uh, in March for the fourth time. While that bill seems unlikely to become law anytime soon, shocking, uh, it's gained more bipartisan support each time it's been reintroduced. The new showcase product basically is a set of features and dedicated spaces within Google search products that elevate high quality information for readers. Uh, let's just translate that. It scrapes the news and puts it on Google's search engine results page. So that's it's basically that. Is this the zero? The product- is this is this the zero search? Is this where I'm getting it without the links, or am I going to a Google page? It's so it's not. How the, if you go to Google News now, you will click on and I'll go to it's a CNN article. I'll go right Correct. to CNN or New York Times, whatever. This is not that. Right. This is the permission to scrape. So I don't have to click. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I, as I understand it. Yes. And, but however, it will be I suspect they'll include it's just how much do they scrape? Right. Because now if you go to Google News, you basically get the first two sentences or whatever. Or maybe you get a headline and a link. I think now what you're going to get is a much more, a much longer formatted, and this, you know, not this. We shouldn't lose context that this is also going to be within the context of Bard being integrated into search results and those kinds of things. So I yeah. think you're likely to see a new kind of interface that has much longer articles sourced from the participants here uh, that they're paying for so that they can actually feature it on Google's search results page, thus making Google search results page a little more uh, enticing so that they can serve contextual ads around it. So, you know, I, yeah. I totally get why <clears throat> the thousands of publishers or whatever are doing this, including New York Times, which I guess it's a $100 million deal. So it's not in, in, inconsequential. It's a good amount of money. But it is. it just seems wrong. It's like, ah, okay, yeah, Big Daddy's going to pay yeah. me some money for right. this Well, thing. we've been down this road before, yeah. right? I mean, this and is... And then this is, I know yeah. it's killing my business model and will kill my business model, but I have no choice because every all, all the other publishers are going to do it. It's just like when they came back. I'm, I mean, I've told you when Google used to come into Penton Media and have those conversations and talk to us and teach us about how we could do proper search engine optimization so that right. they could get all our content. And there were a couple publishers that were like, no. We do not want to give our content over to Google and that's and all our competitors are there or whatever. Like, no, but we got to be found and we need revenue and advertising and whatever. And boom, what happened? That was the downfall of the digital media business model. Yeah. And not that I'm, you know, I'm not crying in my Wheaties here or whatever. Well, you know what whatever it's, you want to say. Here's, but. here's the thing. It's where it's most worrisome is not for those outlets, the handful or, you know, let's call it, I don't know how many they'll ultimately sign up here, probably less than 100, I would guess, um, across different verticals and across different 
uh, sectors and regions, et cetera. Who knows what ultimately the participating number of publishers would be here. Yeah. However, where it's, what's worrisome are for those that won't participate, right? This is going to absolutely destroy any, you know, because you go search Google News now, right? So you go, like I get a Google News re report on my name. I get it on uh, content marketing. I get it on marketing. I get, you know, I get like yeah. seven Google News alerts every day. You go in there and click in and it's, I mean, any number of small sites, big sites, you know, that, you know, it's, I mean, it's everything from vertical, small blogs to big news outlets. And, and it's really a, a plethora of media outlets. This is going to kill all that, right? This is going to, this changes all of that, right? Where the small news outlet that's covering some vertical that's fairly well covered by one of the participating, uh, th that, you know, that relationship may not be exclusive, but it won't matter. Because if I find the report on the front page of Google, there's no reason for me to go find it from a smaller provider. And so this is going to be, it's, it, this is going to literally wipe out so many smaller news outlets. Well, we've already been seeing it, right? We've already yeah, been seeing it, absolutely. But, but maybe the, I mean, so we've seen it with BuzzFeed News and Vice going bankrupt and all that stuff. I yeah. think what we're learning right now is that getting into the news media business is a immediately a losing proposition that's right and can't be sustained anymore so now you have a very few amount of groups with a lot of money that are coming out with the news that is being distributed by google it's just i'm not going 1984 or anything on you robert but it is it you well, can see this you can see this happening you have those people with a lot of money are creating the news Yes. And distributing that news. And those uh, those journalists who have really good missions behind them can't sustain the business model today. That's and those right. creators that are going out there are making clear decisions not to be news journalists. What it's, not, what they're it's doing going something to else. That's right. And what it's going to perpetuate. And I think, again, we have to have two, the ability to hold two opposing thoughts in our head at the same time. What it's going to perpetuate is exactly what we were just talking about 10 minutes ago when we talked about the idea of it being more about what people think about the news. So if you think about outlets like The Verge, for example, or TechCrunch, um, where are very vertically focused and the articles that you read there, yes, they're news, but they're much more around explainers right they're they're much more like okay here's what the implications of this are here's yeah. and they do a great job right i think TechCrunch is a great publication and i think the verge is generally a great publication too that really help explain complex things in a in a pretty balanced and and, and good way i mean they're covering technology and and sort of that sort of ilk um, for the most part so there's not a lot of politics there but i think you're gonna it perpetuates that idea right so if i'm going to compete now I'm not going to compete on the news. Like I'm not going to compete on sort of breaking news because Google and New York times and Washington post and all the other participants in this thing will just sort of, you know, that, that market will be segmented mm -hmm. and there's no reason it's com it's completely commoditized at that point. But I may be able to differentiate in the, what everybody's been differentiating in is, which is having, journalist and or an analyst who can sort of make sense of what's going on here so that there's dive deeper right take a deeper look etc cetera, etc cetera. so maybe there's there's hope there for some smaller publishers to be able to start to differentiate and it's certainly it's certainly where 
businesses will have the ability to differentiate when it comes to things like content marketing? Well, it's, I mean, we have that model, right? Yeah, we don't that's create right. the news. We analyze right. the news and the challenge for any right. company. I don't know how much insight we're giving. Well, but, that's yes. the, <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that, that you have to put a lot of faith in your talent then. That's right. Like, if somebody would say, oh, we want to bring this old marketing on into their network, uh, they have to be real sure that we're not going to screw something up for their brand. That's right. And it's yeah. not just the process of getting news. It's not that, yeah. you know, you know, New York Times is New York Times. Washington Post is Washington Post. You know, the these creator brands are about the creators. So yeah. it's, it's just a different way to go. So. Perfect segue into yes. the last story that we'll cover for the show. It's almost like we design it to be this way. I, you don't know who, I don't know who does the show flow, but it's, it's absolutely I don't know. wonderfully it's, elegant. <laughs> but, they're this and not old. That's, that's what right. they are. It is no. this, not old. This, right. not old. That's All right. This, this, did, did you get this? <laughs> Robert Rose. Anyway, see how that works out? Yeah, yeah, uh, I hear you. It's the small okay. things. It's the small. It's the tiny little things that, that matter. Anyway, content creators. Speaking of content creators, Twitter says Elon Musk, and now covered by Search Engine Land, which is where we'll link to in the show notes. Of course, uh, we'll start paying verified content creators in the coming weeks. Elon has confirmed plans to start paying Twitter's verified content creators for ads served in their replies. But as you might expect. There are conditions. Um, Twitter's going to start paying its verified content creators for adverts. Um, I'll, I'll bet Nicola is British. I'll bet you Nicola is Adver Yes. Cause, yeah. Because only, only, only English say adverts. No. Anyway, adverts. So I should read this in a British accent. No, nah, I'm not going to read it in a British accent. All right. Maybe a, maybe a Sean Connery uh, accent. Okay. You could oh, go with. see that. You know, served yeah. in the replies over the next few weeks. <laughs> Elon Musk. Which owned social networking. Site. Anyway, since October 2022, <laughs> announced that the first block payments total $5 million. However, he has set some conditions. What's new? Well, under Musk's new rules, content creators will receive cash for their ads and their replies, but only if they are verified. And in addition, the billionaire added only ads served for verified user counts. <laughs> that, if you just parse that sentence a little bit if there's anyway let me just continue here then i'll, yeah. I'll come back to that because that's just that's just gold jerry that's gold why we care we don't by the way but why we care says the article well this news means that advertisers will have yet another potential stream of revenue on twitter but advertisers have another strip anyway uh yeah. why now musk's announcement comes as advertising guru linda yaccarino <laughs> prepares to join Yacar twitter i love that CEO. name yaccarino yaccarino yeah uh it is hoped that her leadership will help restore trust in the platform after ad revenue plummeted following some of musk's restructuring decisions including laying off almost half of twitter's 7500 strong workforce the article goes on basically to give a timeline of what twitter i mean basically just you know needs she needed 500 words and basically there yeah, was only a yeah. 200 needed yeah. for the article, but basically yeah. the article is about a tweet about Elon's tweet. So here's, let me just go first because I want to pause. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, you just, totally you just read the news take. and give your commentary. I'll yeah, just sit back exactly. here and do nothing. <laughs> yeah. Go right ahead. This, um, here's the thing. If, if you read that sentence, right. Content creator, because I read his tweet, and this is exactly, it does say this exactly. Yeah. The content creators will receive cash for their ads in their replies, not the original tweet, but the replies to the original tweet. 
only if they're verified, meaning they have a blue check and that are paying uh, Elon or basically they have a blue check because Elon yeah. in his good graces gave you one. Yeah. Uh, and in addition, the billionaire added only ads served to verified accounts. So in other words, only ads served to blue check people will get re revenue on the replies from other blue check people for ads served there. So it's a segment of a segment of a segment. Yeah. And by all accounts, they have about half a million blue checks now. So we're talking very, 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 very little money here, yes. um, if at all, right? Because this is me sending out a tweet. Somebody replies to that tweet. A, a user replies to that tweet. I reply to that tweet. An ad gets served in that reply chain, in the th and, and both of us are blue checked. We're eligible for some small percentage of an ad that gets served in that reply chain. So, <laughs> I mean... We're gonna make sense. We're gonna we're gonna make we're gonna make tens of cents, Joe. We're gonna Twitter yes. is going to be a huge revenue cash cow for us. I just wanted before I go, I wanted to make sure you were done with your yeah, part. Yeah, I'm done. Did this you, is done. Did you get? Do you have anything else that you want to add no, before I'm I would done. give my? Here's what. Yes, you pointed out. This is insane. How any creator would be excited about this. Yeah, the biggest exactly. issue is is that Twitter's advertising model is already terrible. Right. It It is, of any of the platforms, Twitter's advertising is the least effective. Talk to anyone who's advertised on talk. Oh, I've advertised on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Which has performed yeah. the worst? Twitter is the worst every time. So they're yep. basically taking a big pile of number two, and they're going to say that you can <laughs> you can make a little bit from that and it's already bad. I, I don't, uh, I yeah. guess what I would say is this is an extreme lack of focus because they need to well, figure out what their business model, maybe they have it. What, what does he care, can, right? Tes Tesla's business model or Tesla's market cap is now over 300 billion. They've had another resurgence. They're, they're doing great. Crazy, they're setting yeah. all kinds of partnerships up. So Elon doesn't care. This is such a small part of his overall net worth. I don't know why he's wasting time with this. That's right. I really don't. It's like a it's, pet. It's it's a pet project for him. It's Just amazing, silly. you know. And you know what Linda Yaccarino is. Uh, oh, I. You know what? I just got do. it. You know what it reminds me of? What? Vinnie Barbarino. Yaccarino. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's this. It's the cadence. <laughs> yeah, 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 Yaccarino. Yeah, 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 Yaccarino. Anyway, um, that that ages me. That ages both of us right there. The fact that we know "Welcome Back, Cotter" stuff. Welcome um, back, welcome back, welcome So here's back. the thing. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting to me, the, the switch, because literally just today as we went to record this, he also tweeted uh, that as he was retweeting Tucker Carlson's show, which, by the way, is having its own problems because he got a cease and desist from Fox and all sorts of things. So we'll see what happens Ooh. there. But um he tweeted, Elon tweeted that, you know, hey, by the way, the left is welcome to set up their own shows as well. So he's clearly now been either told or influenced or in some way cajoled to start saying, hey, listen, maybe you should do some like bridge building here. Like you should do some marketing here, right? You should actually start talking about all the cool things that Twitter is doing instead of trashing the platform whenever you do. Um, Cause he's, his tone has noticeably changed over the last couple of weeks or so. So it, they're, 
they're trying to make it a thing, right? The, I know, so, and they've lost yeah. whatever that's a, they've lost 75% of their advertisers or whatever. And that was, yeah. and yes, in large part because Elon is Elon, but this stuff was going to happen anyways. Because True. as you and I were talking before the show about how many companies are still in their batten down the hatches mode that we're in because of where the, the uncertainty of the economy. That's and right. if you are advertising, if you were advertising in 2021 on four social media platforms, you're only advertising on two now. That's right. You've made those cuts. And so this gave them a really good excuse to say, oh, great. I can now cut Twitter out of my budget. Yep. hundred percent. All right. Moving on now, we are going to move to our wonderful segment for Ooh. questions and answers. And we have, well, let's say a, just an awesome, not really a question uh, from the wonderful friend and family, Peter Brecht on the show, but more of a comment uh, about what we talked about last week with Ted Lasso. Uh, Joe, cue that up if you will. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play this. Here we go. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Peter. Um, just listened to your episode from last week, and uh, especially about the part about Ted Lasso and if there's gonna be a spinoff. So, uh, in the last episode of the show, season three, Rebecca and Keely are talking about a women's soccer team, um, and I think that'd be a pretty cool spinoff. So, uh, it's a really small part of the show, but um, the very last couple minutes when she sells forty nine percent ownership, I think it'd be a really cool way for the show to go. So. Uh, anyways, thank you guys for the show and keep doing what you're doing. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Suppose, yeah. The, the, hey, I think I like the best of uh, alert to that. Yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. And, See, it just uh, continues to play. Uh, let's stop that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, uh, you know, that's my fault. That's on me. That I will. I will. It's the old part of this crew. I, I will. I will take it. You know what I love about this segment, though, Robert, is yeah. that we don't even need questions anymore. We just no. take comments. That's right. It's, yeah, just, just throw it out there. What do you, you know? think about uh, uh, Peter's well, comment? I, 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 I love it. It's, it's funny. I hadn't actually connected those dots. I mean, I remember the, I remember the scene. And by the way, I think we probably should have said spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler um, alert! Yeah, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, for any of you who didn't, it's watch. not a big spoiler. It's not. Oh, well, yeah, I by guess the way, there were a couple things yeah, in you, there. Yeah, you should have seen it by now. Um, um, so, but yeah, um, I did not connect those dots. But that would actually be the right way to do it right that would be because it would be a whole new cast a whole new you know with some leftovers you know rebecca of course and keely and you could yeah and you could have some some drop-ins by roy kent and keely and that kind of thing yeah but it would be and it would be a whole women's thing and it would be just it would be brilliant yeah that's it would make perfect sense i I hope that they absolutely do it but again i i'm in the camp now that they're going to do the seinfeld thing where there will be no, although that wasn't there, was there some that tried to? Did Kramer try to have a spinoff of Seinfeld? No, no, there was they none. Didn't, yeah, they didn't. It they talked worked. about a reunion at one point, and they actually did do a reunion of some uh, of some consequence on uh, uh, ah, forgetting the, you know, the show that I'm talking that I'm thinking of. Uh, it's people no, out there what, screaming friends? it into their into their things right i'll think of it while 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 we're doing our rants and raves um but yeah but there was a there was a there was a reunion of 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 uh of some sorts uh just recently actually so yeah but that's it no no spinoffs so we'll see we'll see right. uh peter i like uh i like the positivity behind it i don't think it's gonna happen you like the cut of your jib sir yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely yes, we, yeah and thank you for uh spending the time on going to our this old marketing dot site speaking of which yeah great segue again this wow um unbelievable (laughs) 
It is now time for our rants and raves, but before we get there, we do want to remind you we've got all sorts of wonderful things over at thisoldmarketing.site, including the ability to leave us a voicemail comment or a question or things that you can get live on this particular show. So please do that. Go over there and give us a voicemail. Give us a story idea. Give us a question. We would love it. You can also subscribe to Joe's amazing newsletter. You can also subscribe to our little experience advisors community. You can immerse yourself in the other 379, not 399, so 379 oh. episodes um, of the, uh, the just trying to get to 400. I yeah, just, I see that 400 just, yeah. and we're going to exactly. do some kind of special like really old marketing episode 400 <laughs> really old marketing <laughs> super super fragilistic super old. old marketing yeah yes all right do you want to go first for uh, uh yeah. for for commentary yeah i will go, go first. first as you know i, I love documentaries wait. and i saw arnold schwarzenegger's uh documentary come up and i saw all oh, three episodes i can handle that and uh <laughs> And I have to say, I was very much impressed. It, it's one of those. Um, first of all, I don't, I can't, I could not think. Maybe you can. I could not think of another individual that has been at the pinnacle of their industry in three different things. Which Arnold was in bodybuilding, and then he was the number one action movie star, and then was the governor of of California, and probably yeah. not. Dem never ran for president because of the rules that he you have to be born sure. in the United States. And that was the only thing stopping him from it. Yeah. Of course, it's filled with faults. It's still a, a very pro Arnold Schwarzenegger. So just go in knowing that I think he had final say over the cut. They, they kept some negativity and there's some things that's happened in his life. But I just love some of the sayings that he has and kind of the the whole thing. If you look at the three episodes of it, uh, everything's about moving forward. It's like if something bad happens to you, you know, we just got to move forward. And he he's talks a lot because his dad basically from when he was really young says the most important thing that you can be, Arnold, is useful. And he talked about this idea of being yep. useful, whether that's useful for your own purpose, for somebody else, for uh, for a charity, for another organization. And I just love that. Um, and of course, I think I think being useful leads to to some kind of fulfillment and and happiness joy if you will from doing that so i i just wanted to recommend and that sort of side note from a content marketing standpoint is that i read a lot of the com commentary up to wanting to watch this from netflix's own content marketing channel which i love the name of it we've talked about it on this program before it's called Tadum. and if you're subscribed to netflix you know that when you open up the Netflix app, it goes, da -dum, da -dum. Yeah. and that's the name of their, you know, content yeah. marketing. And, and what they, they cover every program that's on the Netflix, uh, almost every program that's on Netflix, they do a series of articles around and talk yeah, about it. So great. that when you yeah. would search for Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary or whatever, you get a review from Netflix. Yeah, on their it own helps stuff. you keep up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So I, I just, I don't know if you're going to watch it, but uh, I am now. Yeah, I, I definitely would, am now. I, I love that. Being, yeah. Three like hours, being of, useful, three uh, hours of total time just about. And, uh, and man, I know a number of people uh, who are 75 years old and I know you're close to that too, Robert, but sure. Um, of course. Yes. Uh, he looks so good for 75. He does. He, he I mean, it's amazing. 
You're talking uh, about I mean, if that's what if I have to take age, steroids, yeah. if I have to start taking steroids, because yeah. I know, I mean, in the program, you'll hear he spoiler alert. He took steroids for many, many years. <laughs> yeah. Um, But wow, Shock. it's Shock. really worked. It's really worked for yeah. him. Got to yeah. Got to tell you, still works out all the time, has a farm, seems very happy. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, all good. There you go. All good. I love the useful part. Yeah. As, as I've talked about this and you know, one of our special episodes before one of my, my, my grandfather, you know, he wrote me a long time ago um, that, you know, my mission in life should, and it's a, it's a, it's a, he, he was quoting someone else. So I, this is not his original quote, but he sort of messed it up, but I like his version better actually, which is do all the good you can for all the people you can for as long as ever you can. So oh, that's, there, you just sort of, absolutely. That's, that's sort of a good mission to live by. I've, I have found. Um, absolutely. All, all right. right. You, you have uh, very a, quickly. Uh, so commentary. yeah, the Reddit thing. Yeah. So um, just to, to talking about, uh, you know, there's a lot of Scott, I'm a heavy Reddit user. I like Reddit. I've always liked Reddit. I've been a Reddit fan for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, you know, basically really since it's been around, I, I basically moved to Reddit when dig sort of had its, uh, for, for those who remember dig, uh, oh, yeah. which I also loved as a news site, um, sort of, yeah, went downhill and then I sort of moved over to Reddit and really have enjoyed it. Um, it's geeky fun. It's a great place to sort of just unwind and see stupid stuff. Um, that's how I use it. I definitely don't necessarily use it for news or anything like that. I see cat videos or, you know, look at other videos or look at, you know, it's sort of like a version, an older person's version of TikTok, if you will. Anyway, <laughs> it's, I subscribe to a few subreddits. And so the news for those of you who may not know, or may not be big Reddit fans is that, uh, Reddit has changed its position and the CEO has changed its position. And there are, definitely rumors as to why this is going to happen or why this is happening or, you know, basically the, all of the reasons why, but they basically have pulled a Twitter saying the API of all the content is now only going to be available if you pay a lot of money for it. Um, and what it's done is it's basically made the business of making apps, which there are a number of them. So making iPhone and Android apps, mobile apps, which are way better interfaces to the content than Reddit's own app. Um, it ostensibly puts them out of business because, and yeah. there's stories out there online about some, and Apollo is the big one. So Apollo is the big app that is everybody pretty much uses to access uh, Reddit content because it's great. The interface is beautiful. Um, and so they've, there's stories out there about how they've had internal negotiations and it's basically Reddit is, is clearly they're not pricing this thing in a way that says they're trying to turn this into a revenue driver. They're trying to kill all these apps that they're, it's just not, you know, there's, there's no doubt about it. They're pricing this in such a heavy handed way that they will ultimately take the economy out of making an app for it. And whether that's so that they can actually default to their own app or whether it's so that they can actually introduce uh, some sort of subscription model or changing it or going public or, you know, whatever the, whatever the business reasons are, are still a little unclear, but the world is a flutter. And last week, Reddit, bunch of Reddit subreddits, which are managed by independent people, like just people who, you know, sort of do this, um, the mods as they were, they've closed down a number of the, the subreddits and there's, you know, there's quite the controversy going on right now. And to me, that's fascinating to follow because it is yet again, you know, a fantastic lesson here of do not build your home on rented land. I don't know what these app builders have been thinking 
right? This was it always, happens every time though, right? Every single every time, big it does not platform, matter. right? And then at some point, I mean, happened with Facebook. Yep, it happened, it Twitter, happened with Twitter. It's like, and then oh, we're going to shut that down. Which they and, can. They have every and that's the thing. That. And that's my point. That's the point of my 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 little commentary here is that for years it has always been like, yeah, but Reddit will be different. No, they none no no <laughs> none of them will be different. At some point, it will make economic sense for them to really put their thumb on the scale of economies that have been built around their platform either selfishly because they want to take it over or because, and, and keep in mind here, Reddit could have simply acquired all of these apps, right? It could have acquired, you know, but the key is, is that the commoditization there is like, why would they actually acquire Apollo or why would they acquire this other than a nice interface? It's the, all the value is being provided by the content. So they can yeah. go, all we need to do is copy the interface. We can just copy the interface and build it ourselves. And now all of a sudden we get, we get all the benefit and none of the risk. And so that will always happen. So if, if it's just yet another lesson for us all to say, think about where we're building our home, not that we don't build anywhere, but, we, but where we build our home, our center of the universe, if it's on somebody else's property, it just beware, just beware of it because it is, this is a perfect another lesson in that. Yeah, and, and isn't there some, I think, but as we're recording this, there's like still like 6,000 subreddits or something that are... That are down, that are black, down. that have gone black. Yeah. I mean, because they, they basically all came back and went, hey, maybe the message wasn't heard or maybe it's not been pronounced enough. Let's continue it. Let's continue going on. And today, even if you go on Reddit, it's, you know, it's it, you see lots and lots of subreddits that are still blacked out. Amazing. Yeah. we. I don't it, think we will ever learn. No. Because no. it just keeps happening. That is correct. Yeah. All right, what do you got? What's what's going on with you? Uh, this weekend is uh, Father's Day weekend. Looking forward to spending some time with with my father, and uh, mm. we're gonna do a little we're gonna do a little top golf. So we're Ooh, getting out there. We're gonna fun. We're gonna get which is fun for everyone. It's fun for the yeah, whole family. Top golf is great. Oh yeah, it's I hate great. golf and, and I love top golf. And it's fun, yeah, because you can play all the different games, whatever, and you don't have to be well, good. You can and, drink. Yeah, you can. And you, you can. And you, well, and sit on couches. I mean, it's fantastic. You can, you can. I don't know. I don't. I don't do the whole drinking thing. I don't. <laughs> just kidding. I say that. I just posted. Pam and I yeah, drank our flight lunch of beers in front yesterday. Of you, yeah. We had a flight of yeah. wonderful beers at uh, Avon Brewing Company. Highly recommend Avon, Ohio. But yes, how about you? What do you got going on? Uh, you know, we're just uh, in in content creation mode at the moment here uh, with myself. We're working on a bunch of classes, uh, both for a big client that we're doing sort of marketing classes for, as well as a uh, i'll just sort of tease it here uh, a, a a different kind of version of the content marketing university class that i'm working on and i'll have more to say about Ooh. that as the summer Ooh. progresses but Got uh it. working on working really hard on on that content and then client work client work client work and enjoying some of the southern california weather we're finally getting into some spring and summer like weather here so fun stuff barbecues and all that yeah perfection all right all right, everybody. Thank you so much. We will see you next week. Uh, and by see you, I mean see you. We will see you and listen to you and hear you. Please do give us those wonderful uh, comments and, and all that at the, this old marketing site. But until then, until then, remember, it's your story to tell. Tell it well. We'll see you next week on This Old Marketing.